Not all those who wander are lost. J.R. Tolkien. Welcome to Aegis Travel Adventures. We are Ken and Giselle. We have been to over 100 countries and are still looking to see what is around the next corner. We love wine, travel, and adventure. Listen to our podcast where we share the fun of the magical places, people, and cultures that have touched our lives. Aegis? Hey, Aegis. Hey, travel? Travel. Adventure. Podcast number 11. Welcome to Ageless Travel Adventures. This is Ken. And hi, this is Giselle. And good morning. Today we'd like to talk to you about uh, the last stop on our Viking cruise journey, which was one of our favorite cities uh, in Spain and in Europe, uh, Barcelona. And we had the opportunity, uh, complimentary uh, trip or excursion through Viking to do a coach tour for about four hours through the city. And it's kind of what we call is... uh, Drive-bys. (laughs) Drive-bys, yeah. You sit in the coach most of the time. You might get out a a couple of times. to see some stuff and the rest of the time you're driving around and I hate to say it with a, a bunch of old people and you don't really because we're not old <laughs> yeah because we're not old and because you if you want to get pictures it's pretty hard to get pictures of a lot of the stuff because it's out of a bus window and so on well because we had been in Barcelona at one point for 10 straight days we did an Airbnb and we had probably been there three or four times as well on shorter stays we felt like we knew what we wanted to see uh, for our day there. Now, we, we actually uh, spent the night there on the ship. So we came in, had the opportunity to get off if we wanted in the evening. We, we didn't do that. Um, and uh, we spent the night, and in the morning we got up, and we headed out. Viking did provide a free shuttle that went from the cruise ship, um, and it went probably a mile and a half. Uh, It's a very large port and there's a bridge that you can walk on and it goes way high so ships can go under it and then it comes back down. And it's very walkable, but um, we planned to walk most of the day and we felt, well, let's just take the shuttle. It drops you off um, at the top of the port, which is by the, uh, they call the Columbus statue. One thing about the Viking, stopover in Barcelona, which is a little bit unusual on ships because you get there and you have, it stops the morning that you you arrive in the morning in Barcelona, and then you have an all day and a night to do whatever you want, you know, there. And then the next morning, it was the day we actually departed from the cruise line for good. So that's a little bit unusual. Usually when you get to a port on the day that you're going to depart, you're off the more you're off the ship by eight o'clock in the morning or nine whatever you yep. choose so so that makes it a little nice so if you like are on our time frame and you want to see barcelona but you don't want to spend extra time there from the cruise viking gives you the opportunity for the day and a night to do whatever you want in barcelona we did arrive there on palm sunday so goods and bads goods it was Palm Sunday, and the churches were ringing, and there were a lot of people out and about. The bad news was a lot of things were closed, which was the case of our favorite restaurant. <laughs> and, 
Yes, it, we, we had a favorite restaurant and just the way we had found it when we stayed there for the 10 days is there's a quite, a, a quite famous restaurant uh, in Catalan called El's Cuatro Gats and in English it means four cats and the reason it's famous is because during Picasso's early days when he was in Barcelona, he had a, a group of, of fellow artists and they used to meet uh, at the Four Cats restaurant and it's in the Gothic district or as they call Bari Gothic, um, which is down by the port, it's pretty close. And they have pictures of all the artists and some copies of their works and so on in the restaurant. <clears throat> the June, yeah, the restaurant opened actually on June 12th, 1897, and it's been open since. Now, I'm sure there's been different owners and stuff, but they've kept the, they've tried to keep the um, credibility of the restaurant. Uh, so it's very artsy still, and there's lots of uh, different, um, there's some replicas on the walls, but they also have hanging uh, around the restaurant are, looks like, in my opinion, authentic sketches from a variety of different artists. And I think there's even a Picasso one. I can't swear to that, but I do know that it was known that he used to come there and um, would paint for his supper and or paint for his drinks. So... <laughs> So anyway, so that's where we found our favorite restaurant, which was closed. So yeah. we ate at the Four Cats. And uh, it wasn't open. The, the main restaurant wasn't open when we got there, but we they have a little cafe in the front, and they serve uh, desayuno, light breakfast, brunch with coffee. And so we went in, and we did that, and it was excellent. And uh, happened to be a German woman sitting next to us, and she recommended a, a couple of dishes. She spoke pretty good Spanish, and... Uh, uh, and English, so uh, she she was one of her favorite places. So we had we had a nice nice little uh, meal, and uh, when we finished, had really and, good sangria. Yeah, and then when we finished, we uh, we started walking around, and we, what we wanted to do was go look at the progress uh, of the Sagrada Familia, which is the cathedral that Anton Gaudi started in the late 1800s, <clears throat> and he's the famed architect. In Barcelona and many of the uh, architectural works that uh, the guidebooks show you to go to are, are buildings he he built the Park Guell G-U-E-L-L he uh, has lots of mosaics on walls and and some buildings and it's it's quite famous and it is a park you can walk through and and look and so Gaudi and, and a few of his uh, impressionist people have made a huge mark on on Barcelona, but Gaudi is the the main person. So he started the Sagrada Familia quite a, over a hundred years. Yeah, ago. over a hundred years ago, and it's it's definitely been a work in progress. And it's it's kind of a hodgepodgey, um, at least in my opinion. I'm sure if you're a Sagrada Familia, uh, you know, finicia, aficionado, you're going to find that to be. Um, uh, you're going to find that to be a, a you know, a, not a good word to use, but it, to me, that's what it looks like. And um, it's just, um, it's very interesting looking. We've been there before. Uh, and it, it's one of those places, again, that we've talked about before. If you're going to go, you have to get tickets. Just You just you can't go there on the fly, especially Palm Sunday. The lines were around the block. Um, the time that we did it, we literally were there all day, and which is a, one thing I would suggest because the way that the church is designed and the 
the architecture in it. It's designed to capture the light at different times of the day. So you'll go in the morning at 10, you're walking around, you have a tour, and you think, wow, this is really pretty. There's lights that look blue and green, and this is amazing. Then you go and you go, we walked all the way to the top at the time, and then you come back down, and now it's mid-afternoon, and those lights that were red and red, you know, whatever color they were, now they're bright red and orange. So it, the church changes dramatically. The, the, the inside of the church changes dramatically um, throughout the day. So it's one of those things that it's well worth to spend the time and go visit. But we didn't yeah. do it that this time. Yeah, we wanted to look at the outside and the city of Barcelona is surrounded by mountains and the big spire in the middle, there's many spire, smaller spires on the outside uh, that have been completed, but the big spire is the one they're still working on and it's supposed to go just below the highest peak surrounding Barcelona because only God could bake nature. And so it's got quite a ways to go still, and um, it's to me it's it's uh, interesting and amazing what they've done. Very eclectic. <clears throat> and while we were there and we did our tour in the past, there were adults with their children, and they were showing them statues on the outside that were people and with faces, and they, that was them when they were children. So it was really pretty cool. Um, to see that, hear it, and so on. And, and the, it's a very eclectic cathedral. It's not like anything we've ever seen anywhere. Obviously, God, he put his mark on it because he was very eclectic in everything he did. Uh, but inside the columns, uh, and it's very high up, they look like trees. Almost trees like, and fruit. And yeah. when you take the um, tour, when you do the um, uh, tour through the towers, they take you up to an elevator, obviously, because you could not walk up all those stairs. And so, and then once you get to a point, they take you along the outsides, outside of the, of the cathedral and you're walking basically kind of in a spiral up. And so you can, you get really up close to some of the architecture and some of the sculptures that are up top. And it's just amazing the work that somebody has spent doing it. So again, it's one of those things that we highly suggest that if you ever get to Barcelona, it's well worth to do. And, um, it's in, in, in a wonderful day. It's a yep. very nice day. I will say the walk from old town um the uh two uh Sagrada familia is what i can about well how? we ended up doing twenty two thousand steps that day so which is the equivalent of a little over 10 miles so it was it was a long day and for walking but it was achievable there is public transportation and and we could have done that and of course there's taxis everywhere but we took our time we stopped for lunch or breakfast what did they say you know and uh on the way up we we also sat around in the park surrounding Sagrada Familia. On the way back, we, we took, a, took a, a break and a, had a, a meal and a very interesting, uh, gee, I'm not sure what, it was almost like a market that had many restaurants in it. Yeah, that, yeah, that was really cool. This That's kind of gotten to be, and as we go through Europe and different places, it's become, and they even have them here in the U.S., and we have them in Orlando, uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a hall mm -hmm. with different food stations, it's, but it's not like a, a mall court. They're yeah. usually, they're all very good restaurants, and in this one, they had some sit-down restaurants, but they also had literally a tapas bar that was quite large, and they had, one part of it had champagne, one part had sangria, and then, you know, and then it was, and one, there was a whole ice cream bar as well. And so it was, a, lot of, a lot of seafood, which Barcelona's on yeah. the coast. So we had a really interesting uh, uh, 
platter which, with a bunch of um, hams and cheeses, Spanish Iberian ham, which we've talked about, which is delicious. And we had that, and we had, um, I think I had a sangria, and you had a beer. Had a beer. So it was yeah. lovely. It was very nice. And, so it, it broke up the 22,000 steps because we, we spent our time um, in different places, and we sat down. And so, you know, it, uh, it seemed like, it. Was, yes, it was a long day. We were, we were gone pretty much all day. But uh, on the way back, we also uh, looked at some of Gotti's and his, and his fellow uh, artists, some of their eclectic buildings as well. And, and that's really what Barcelona is, is about, uh, is these, this architectural, um, I don't want to call it impressionism. Uh, it's, it's, it's just like something you've never really seen anywhere else before. You know, when you, you have... Uh, fireplaces with chimneys and on the top of them they look like helmeted heads and and lots of buildings that have mosaics on the outside with fantastical looking shaped roofs and windows and and so on and uh, it's pretty easy if you're interested is to go to look up Anton Gaudi G-A-U-D-I and you'll see a lot of his works on the internet. Well, according to Wikipedia, his unique approach to Art Nouveau uh, movement is what is what it is called, Art Nouveau movement. At least that's what Wikipedia yeah. has. So it's real worth a time to go. And there's they're all over the city, and you know, and it's an it's a that park that Ken mentioned is is just a lovely place to go and walk and sit. And there's a famous chameleon that you if you see Gotti's work. That's the first thing that you're going to one of the pieces you'll see, and that's actually in the park as well. So. And then on our way back, we did one of our favorite things, and uh, I think besides lot, finding a bar, yeah, <laughs> we we walked down. La Rambla or Las Ramblas, depending on who you talk to. Um, and it's a uh, walking path, very wide, trees on both sides. And it goes all the way from Plaza Catalan, which is the midpoint of the, of the city. And it goes down to the port, to uh, the statue uh, of Columbus. And it's probably a couple miles. Yeah, it is. And, and along the along the walkway, it's it's very it's very beautiful. Beautiful is not the word, but it's very nice. And it's touristy. Um, but you always have those street artists that you know that are like somebody you I'll spray paint it to look like um, you know a ghost. Or in this case, there's this guy that has and we've seen him there last time we were there, or someone similar to him who has an alien costume. You know, from the movie Aliens. And I'm like, that sucker's got to be 50 pounds. And, and heavy and he stands there and he makes the alien pose and so for you know some some amount of euros, euros you know they want you that you can't go up and take a photo because then they get they'll he'll give the alien mouth at you for free you have to pay yeah. um but then like there's there's people that are dressed up as angels very elaborate i mean this isn't just some standard mm -hmm. street art it, it could be something very similar you would see maybe in key west like mimes yeah or... mom you don't see too many mimes but it's mostly that yeah. those kind of yeah. statues yeah. and then you they pay to to see it a lot of restaurants um not the place that I would eat at because I think it's just really touristy, but they've got tons of restaurants there with, and some touch. You know, lots of beer and wine and, and sangria. And, and uh, so, you, yeah, all the way down, you'll find something of interest. And, and they're always asking you to stop at the restaurant. <laughs> and, and of course, you're adjacent to the Gothic Quarter. And so a lot of the buildings are very interesting. You walk past the, uh, the uh, Opera Performing Arts House, the market. Uh, the big market, which is with all the food, seafood, etc. So there, there, it's lots to see and do, 
and uh, while you're walking. And so we ended our day going down, we call it Las Ramblas, and uh, to the port. We got back on the shuttle and uh, did the mile and a half back to the ship. And uh, we were kind of tired and of course, having the beverage package, we immediately <laughs> went to the bar and uh, soothed our aching bones. Yeah, and the ship at that night had a... Um, a Flamenco, a flamenco but it show. Was sort of novo flank. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was a little bit. Thing. There was a singers, and then there was there was two dancers that were yep. were very well. It was a little. I, I I thought they could have done it a little differently, a little more authentic, but the crowd seemed to love it. Yep. Uh, one thing, just again about Barcelona, which we've mentioned before, when you go. Just be aware of your personal belongings. We had no, uh, no one even attempted this time, or no one did anything. And, and I, we didn't hear any reports of um, of pickpockets from the from the crews or from people. But it, it was Palm Sunday. Yeah. But still, just w Barcelona is a city that's notorious for pickpocketers. Yeah. So just when you yeah. travel, um, especially if you're going to go out for the day, limit what you're bringing. Uh, you know, as I've said before, jewelry and stuff like that. It's but, unlikely you'll get mugged per but, se. Yeah. But pick pickpockets are notorious notorious and rick steves in, in his book and his in any uh videos he does you'll see often on tv he says in barcelona you will get pickpocketed uh, yeah you're and, not yeah. careful and there's a couple scams that they've done which we've not ever experienced but according to rick steves yeah. somebody will come up and spill ketchup on you and you're like oh and they're like oh i'm so sorry and then you guys you're you know just trying to get it off your shirt or the person is wiping on you then somebody comes and takes your thing so if you somebody comes up with ketchup and spills it on you just walk away so we, we so, didn't hear of anybody on our ship or anything that happened that was wonderful we had a great day. Uh, it was a great day. We, we love Barcelona. Uh, but when we got off the ship in, the next morning, um, many of our people were doing a post, our people being shipmates, doing a post extension, and they were going to stay in Barcelona for a few days. We went to the airport, got on a dwelling uh, uh, airplane, which is our discount airline, and we flew to Ibiza in the Balearic Islands. And that'll be our next podcast. That, that's what so, we'll talk about next. So, so. Th so that was our the end of our Viking experience. And for the most part, we had a wonderful time, and uh, we enjoyed the cruise ship tremendously, as we've said. So um, when we got done with catching up on this stuff, we're going to do a recap of, of cruises, of what some cruises we might suggest, things, pros and cons of the ones that we have experienced. So enough of that. Um, now we're going to talk about our tip of the day. So Ken, what is your tip of the day? Well... <clears throat> Recently, uh, looking at some of the travel information that you get on the internet, um, they're talking about flights and the prices in, uh, in March you know, went up about 6%. They were already high, but the thing that caught my attention more than anything was the fact that 70% of summer flights are already booked up. I'm not, the planes are 70, you know, the planes are 70% full, etc. So as they typically look at what's happened in the past, 70% full is a good thing for the airlines. It's much greater than it normally would be at this time of the year. So the prices have been edging up and everything I've read, they're saying that uh, it's not going to go down. So if you plan to do a summer flight, I would suggest that you uh, do it as quickly as possible and get it booked. Now we did do some summer flights. We booked them um, probably two months ago. And we did one from um, <clears throat> New York City to Munich on Skylux, S-K-Y-L-U-X. It's kind of a discounter uh, um, 
aggregator, um, you know, not not quite warehouse, sure. Warehouse, for lack of better yeah, words. And, and that's not the that's not the airline. The airline yeah. we're using is Air um, I I was it Air Iceland Air Iceland. Yeah. And so that's that, just a resource. But that's the resource, and you can go online and look up Skylux. And we booked, we got a, a really, we felt a really good rate on business class tickets with lay flat seats from New York, New York City to Munich. And then <clears throat> coming, we're going to do a cruise and then we'll end up in Reykjavik, Iceland. Coming back, we used another outfit that's very similar called Aran, A-R-A-N space Grant, G-R-A-N-T. <clears throat> and they got us business class seats uh, to New York City. So what we did is book first-class tickets from Orlando to New York City round trip to get us to and from New York City. But we got a really good price on business class tickets by using these two outfits. And can't tell you what the prices are today, but I can guarantee you that, you know, uh, if you're flexible, because like when we booked the Munich one, we said, eh, we could come anytime during this week or so. Didn't matter to us. And... We'd be willing to go to Munich or Berlin or Prague or if you got a really good deal, give us the city. Because trains run all over Europe all the time. So they came up with Munich. It was on the list of what we wanted to do and we booked it. And even doing booking the New York trip on ourselves and then using the service for those or using that agent, agency, for lack of better words, um, it was still cheaper than if I'd booked, if we'd booked it directly from Orlando to Munich first class or business class. Yeah. So you, again, you have to play for it. When we booked the second leg, we compared Skylux and Aaron Grant and Aaron had a better price. Uh, uh, so uh, there's pros and cons of using both. Uh, if anybody has any questions, or want some more information, you're welcome to, to you know, send us a link or send us some questions on our podcast or our Instagram page, and we'll be glad to give you more details. So my um, tip of the day, and I'll keep it short because our podcast is getting a little long, is... Um, when you travel, look at your, your, whatever credit card you have decided that's going to be best for your travel needs. Look at it besides the, and besides the necessities about like, you know, trip interruption and, and all that kind of stuff. But look, see what kind of perks they may use that they may offer for you. For example, as we've mentioned, we use Chase Sapphire reserve. And reserve. And the reason, one of the reasons it comes with a, uh, a lounge card or called Priority Plus. There's goods and bads of that, but for the most part, you can go into any lounge and you don't have to worry um, any lounge that a Priority Plus lounge is. You don't have to worry what airline you're traveling. If you have a Delta lounge card or stuff, there's some more, there's some more restrictions. So that gives you a little more flexibility. Um, so anyway, that's my, my tip of the day. Um, just look at your credit card and see what perks they have for you while you travel. It makes your, your travel a lot easier. It's never, um, you know, easy to traveling long distances over long periods of time. Uh, we got home three or four days ago. We're just sort of now getting up to snuff here, you know, catching up on... Uh, Doing laundry. Yeah, so uh, that's our podcast for today. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you guys. And please, we want to hear your comments, suggestions, and anything you've got to add. We would love to hear from you. And thanks for following us. Adios. Hey, just... Hey, hurry. Travel? Shadow. Adventure. Adventure.